Where does a top producer think the market is headed in 2024? Stay tuned. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, onto our show. This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Apply Design. Welcome to a revolution in real estate presentation brought to you by Apply Design, the leading virtual staging solution tailored for forward-thinking realtors. Now, in today's fast-paced market, making a lasting impression is everything. With Apply Design, you unlock the full potential of every listing, transforming empty spaces into stunning, buyer-attracting homes, all with just a few clicks and in just a few minutes. Choose their DIY staging, available for as low as $7 per image or save time with their auto staging feature for as low as $10.50 per image. Plus, experience their service firsthand with a trial image absolutely free. Their intuitive platform empowers you to bring visions to life, ensuring your listings stand out, captivate, and sell. And for listeners of Keeping It Real, Apply Design is offering an exclusive 15% off your first purchase. Simply use the code REAL24, that's R-E-A-L-2-4, at checkout. Elevate your listings, enchant your clients, and achieve faster sales with Apply Design. Don't let your properties blend in. Make them shine with Apply Design. Your success story starts now. Visit them at applydesign.io. Again, that's applydesign.io. Remember, your first impression is the only impression. And now, on to the show. And welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I'm your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with top producer Brad Bowie. Before we get to Brad, just a couple of quick reminders. The best way that you can help our show, actually I have three best ways. I know it's a lot to ask. Maybe just choose one or two of these three ways, but it would really help us out. Number one, tell a friend about the show. Think of other agents that don't know about our podcast. Let them know and maybe you'll help them have a great 2024. Second, check out our sponsors. They love to talk to our listeners and they have amazing products and services. Please give them a shout out and see if it would be a good fit for your business. And third, leave us a review. You know, Find us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. Let us know what you think of the show. We read every review and we take those comments to continue to improve. All right, guys, let's get to the main event. My conversation with Brad Bowie. 
Today, our guest on the show is Brad Bowie with Buy, Sell, Build QC with Real Broker in the Quad Cities. Uh, let me tell you more about Brad. Now, Brad Bowie is a dedicated third-generation realtor and principal of Buy, Sell, Build QC. QC stands for Quad Cities uh, with Real Broker, and he's excelled in the Iowa and the Illinois Quad City real estate market for 24 years. Uh, Brad holds the esteemed CRS, EPRO, and GRI designations and has helped over 1,250 clients buy, sell, and build within the Quad Cities. Now, he personally holds an impressive sales record exceeding $400 million in closed residential sales. He has consistently ranked in the top 1% of agents in the U.S. by Real Trends, uh, Real Trends America Best since 2014. Brad's also voted a Quad Cities Most Love Realtor yearly since 2012. The last 10 years, Brad has consistently closed an average of 90 homes a, a year between 25 and 39 million annually. That's about a closing every four days or so. Amazing. Brad loves where he lives and enjoys volunteering and supporting many local community organizations. He's originally from Rock Island, Illinois, and he now resides in Bettendorf, Iowa. That's one of the Quad Cities with his wife and his business partner, Andrea, and their Labradors, Ivy Grace and Ivy May. Uh, I love that. Um, anyway, uh, Find Brad on his website. Now I'm going to spell it because it's going to spell sound, spell differently than it sounds. Brad Bowie is spelled B-R-A-D and then B-O-E-Y-E.com. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. You don't have to memorize it. And also let's follow Brad on Facebook and Instagram, him and his team, which um, we'll have links to that in the show notes. So basically, you know, it will do that because it's it's too long to explain on the phone and or on the, on the thing and everyone will get it wrong anyway. So go into our show notes, go to Facebook, go to Instagram, hit the uh, like buttons there there. Uh, Brad, welcome to the show. I appreciate it. That was quite the introduction. You know what that means, DJ, that I've been around Lots for a long, long time. Well, I'm excited to have you on the show. 24 years is impressive. And also, too, uh, I'd really love when we dive into kind of where you're at now. Um, I, we're going to start at the beginning and go all the way back, but I would love to hear about how you're thinking about where we are currently in the sales yeah. or, or the market, uh, the, sort of the market cycle. You've been through uh, this before. You've seen these kind of things, and we have a lot of agents who listen to our show who haven't, you know, weren't around in the 2008 to 2011 times where things were a little different, um, but uh, are struggling today. So I'm excited to hear your perspective on it and how you approach 2024, um, maybe give some, our, our agents or our listeners maybe a little bit of perspective there. But anyway, let's start at the very beginning because you have a rich history of real estate in your family. It's clearly in your blood, but tell me, uh, let's let's go all the way back. Tell me how, how you got started. Yeah. So uh, that's a one of those where, you know, you're always kind of asked that, like, what got you into real estate? Well, unlike a lot of people, I was uh, in college and I was going to go to law school that I wanted to be a politician of all things. And uh, then about my junior year, I decided that, you know, I might want to give real estate a shot. And the reason why was uh, my grandmother uh, was the very first female broker in the Quad Cities area back in 1954, if you can believe Amazing. that. Amazing. So quite the history there and uh, a lot to be proud of there, which we can talk about yeah. a little bit later. But uh, then, you know, my junior year, I was like, I, uh, you know, I don't really want to go to law school and, uh, you know, let's try this real estate thing. So after my dad graduated 
from college. He then joined my grandmother and they ran their own company in Rock Island up until 1992. And then we merged with one of the larger real estate companies in the Quad Cities in 92. And my dad retired when uh, in 2007. So um, um, he had quite a long run as well. So Real estate's always kind of been in the blood and uh, I've always enjoyed it. And uh, I just looked at the opportunity as, hey, I mean, it's worth giving it a shot. And here we are almost 24 years later and I'm still in the business. You know, it's amazing too. I, 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 <laughs> I do as a, well, you clearly do. And I think as a marketer, I always, you know, go towards these sort of special uh, you know, circumstances that surround an individual agent. And you get to say, by the way, guys, my grandmother was the very first female realtor in the Quad Cities. And I think that's a cool thing to be able to talk about because yes, it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean much about you personally, but it's this this connection to history and a connection to important history that I think um, I, I, I think is such a wonderful thing to continue. And um, congrats to your grandmother. I imagine that was a incredibly courageous thing to do back then because I I can't imagine it was easy to be the first female realtor uh, although who knows maybe it was I don't know yeah no it it was uh, very difficult actually there's uh, stories out there that I've learned from uh, some of the older agents that worked at that company years and years and years ago my grandma and uh, dad's company and one of them told me the story that my grandmother actually would at times uh, wake up really early, go over to the client's doorstep, wait for them to leave the house in the morning, hand them their offer that she wasn't quite so sure that the good old boys club was giving oh, the clients her offers. Uh, yeah. So she was quite the pioneer and a very, very tough woman and, and uh, just a great example and truly a pioneer. I mean, no question about it. Just incredible. Well, cheers, cheers to your grandmother. Um, yeah, that is, that is something I, I mean, I'm imagining, yeah, the good old boys, they don't want the, they don't want these, these women coming in. I'm Not sure back 1954. then. And can you know <laughs> if there wouldn't have been, you know, you had to have people like that in not just yeah. the real estate industry, but all across the board that were willing to do that, that broke through. Can you imagine not having women in the real estate business now? I mean, I Crazy. just look at that and they're a huge part of our business. And uh, it was because of you had pioneers like that. I mean, I'm very, yeah. very proud of her. Who, who made it made it okay for everyone else to do it and and not only okay so like hey hey boys step aside we're coming exactly, in. exactly. and uh and they did and they there's more women in our industry now than men which is uh, yeah. which is which is one of the one of the cool things about our industry is uh there is certainly not as much of the you know any anyone can sort of you know make it in our industry which i i love um there's not it's very much a meritocracy i think so yeah, so let's talk about uh, about well, let's start let's start with right now because I am interested in we're at the beginning of of 2024, you know, we're coming up to the end of January and I'm interested to sort of talk to you about and get your perspective on how do you see the market? Um, you know, you, you know, I, I'm here in Chicago. There's always transactions going on, but but our our activity has slowed considerably. Sure. We're about 30 percent down um, year over year. 
which is probably no surprise. That's probably consistent with a lot of other markets. Um, but I'm curious to think of, you know, to know w- what you're thinking about for this year and if you're making any changes to your business to account for any, you know, abnormalities or, or challenges in the market. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I was uh, younger, I was 22 years old when I very first got in the real estate business, and I looked like I was probably 18. So it was, I've seen all different kinds of markets. Uh, when I got into the business, it was an extremely strong market that run from 2000 through 2008, nine was incredible. Um, but when I was 22 years old, I had to do different things. So I was under the impression um, that I was going to be able to move back to the Quad Cities and I was going to just light the world on fire. When And it didn't quite work out like that. It was that, oh, yeah, you're, you've got a good family name, but what have you done? And it right. almost made it harder, right? I mean, so- Oh, yeah, uh, sure. It, it really did. And at the time, my dad was the president of our company. And I mean, he's always been one that you have to- earn your way. So I was expecting to get some referrals from him. Well, that wasn't (laughs) happening either that, you know, he also had 300 plus other agents that he had to take care of. So in terms of how it's kind of changed over the years and what we're doing now. So back when I got in the business, of course, it was print advertising, right? I mean, that was the big thing. Like you had to be in the newspaper. Uh, When I got into the office at uh, 22, 23 years old, I remember that I was at my desk and there was this elderly agent that walked up to me and it said, uh, said, what are you doing on your laptop? And I said, um, I'm looking up l- uh, listings in the MLS here. And uh, she said, uh, we've got MLS books back in the conference room there. And I said, no, 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 it's all online now. She goes, oh, and uh, she said, but let me tell you something this is a people business and you don't need that thing. Yeah. And she was right about one thing. It's a people business. However, you need the technology. So to answer your question, so we've gone from print advertising uh, to the World Wide web went, you know, crazy after 2000 and every year it just keeps on growing and growing and growing even more. So how we've adjusted over the years is we have gone from print advertising into getting a, um, strong email campaign to like getting onto email. And then in 2007, um, I joined actually Facebook and my wife said, Hey, I think we should get a business page, which that was the year that my, that my wife joined me in real estate. And I said, wait a second, wait a second. I joined as a personal, I, that's like one of those where you just post about what you're doing, right? She said, yeah, but it it can be good when you do it with your business too. And I said, okay, let's try it. So we ended up doing that. And now I look back and, you know, always trust your wife, right? Um, (laughs) You, we started that in 2007. And if we wouldn't have done that, then we would have been left in the dust. So it's one of those where you're, always evolving, always growing. And nowadays, you know, we're into social media. So it's so important now um, that you're on social media, like really Facebook. Now we're into Instagram. Uh, We're, my nephew's 24. So uh, he's trying to get us more into TikTok and, you know, stuff like that. So 
2024, I really think that's important that you have to get out there. And um, if you're not meeting people face to face, which is still the most important thing, you really, really have to be on social media right and left and you have to be out there. Um, in terms of adjustments of what we're doing this year, um, I really think that's the biggest thing that we're concentrating on is getting back to the basics. Um, and I've learned that in 2007 through 2009, that's when we really took off. And the reason is we already had longevity and a name back then. So I really, I really, I really feel that when the market tightens up a little bit, that's when the general public runs to the top agents. So that's why it's important that even if you have some tough years, stick with it, that longevity does mean something in this business for sure. 100%. And it, it also means you have wisdom. And wisdom yeah. is something that, and I don't even mean that as a joke, although I know it sounds yeah. funny, but it's actually really important because it allows you to have more awareness of you know the past 24 years today uh, where you're able to say oh I've been through you know a high interest rate cycle I've been through low inventory I know what this is like I know how to get you through this and it's not you know your first your first go around um, but let's talk about that a little bit so interest rates of course are higher yeah. than anybody would would love uh, but you know we, we got spoiled with the three percent days of years ago. And um, sadly, our clients still uh, remember those days. And uh, also, we just have don't have a lot of incentive for people to move if they are under one of those wonderful uh, rates from from years back. And it 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 becomes difficult to you know. I know here in Chicago, we just don't have that much inventory right now. And of course, uh, interest rates have come down a bit. But are you dealing with these issues as well? And and if so, how are you sort of counseling your agents? to you know really continue to be productive despite these things they can't control absolutely and i've always said that you can't control what you can't control right and one of those is interest rates and another is inventory i mean there's no question about it so the total numbers here they're down i mean there's no question about it in the quad city area however right now is a great time to buy that i truly feel uh, from a lot of other podcasts that I've that I've listened to over the past couple of months, that rates are most likely going to drop in 2024. Of course, I can't make any guarantee, um, but when the when the rates do drop, that's going to make the real estate prices go way up again. So yeah. right now is a great time to buy. And one of the advantages I have that I've been in the business for 24 years is when I got in the business back in 2000, DJ, this is what the rates were. They were 7% and it was a great yeah. market. And yeah. all the realtors when I joined talked about how great the rates were that a lot of them were around in the early 80s when they were 20-ish percent. So yep. you, you just have to um, explain to the agents and to the general public that in the grand scheme of things, yeah, it's not 2.75, but they're not ridiculously high rates either. So, but that's the narrative that we have to help with. And at some point they're going to drop again. Of course. I, I was just at a a, a um, market outlook here and we're lucky enough to have the National Association of Realtors just happen to be in Chicago. And so we get to, when, when our local association does events, we get to kind of, it's actually 
in the same building as the National Association. So they do, can go up and and bother some of the big wigs in, in, at NAR. And we got uh, the chief economist, Dr. Lawrence Yoon, for NAR to speak, which is always like a big deal. And he said, I think rates are going to, and he's the guy in the country for, for real estate uh, predictions. And he uh, he's like, I think we'll get down to like mid six, maybe low six by the end of the year. He goes, but I don't know. He goes, that's just my best guess. And he had a lot of data to support that. But even he was like, Meh, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, but you're right that historically rates are not that high. And also more importantly, yeah, would you like to have a 2.75? Sure. But what would you have paid for a property uh, when back when rates were 2.75? You know, yeah. you might have paid 50 to 100,000 or more over asking, which you wouldn't probably pay today. So I, I think you're right. Having those conversations about, you know, look, it's kind of like waiting for waiting for a stock to do really well before investing. It's like, no, 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 yeah. you want to, you want to wait. You, you can't wait until, ever time that. <laughs> you you yeah. can't, you can't ever time it. And also it's just not the right time. You, you know, if you are trying to time it, you're going to want to try to get in at the bottom. Um, so, you know, this is the conversation I think that you can use a lot of stats and, and data from to say, well, let's just look if we were looking back in the 2.9 uh, interest rate days. Let's see what some of the places that you might have looked yeah. at back then, what they sold for. And uh, and then, you you know, the person will be like, oh, my goodness. So, so and, and again, it's that date the rate, marry the house sort of 100%. idea, which yep. which I just love because it's so true. It's, you know, um, so good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that, that you know, you're you're encouraging people to have these conversations and cause every, I run into a lot of realtors and even our own agents. We have about 800 here at our, our company. Uh, you know, it's, it, they're just bummed. They're bummed about rates. They're bummed about inventory. And I'm like, no, you guys don't understand. This is a great opportunity to talk to people about it. Uh, because if you explain it, you know, you're obviously uh, going to be in a better position to hopefully help them. Um, but yeah, let's, let's talk about embracing change. You talked about sort of the, the move through technology, but yeah. always keeping this as a people first business. So talk a little bit, if you can, about sort of how you approach the people side of it, you know, how, are, you know, are you, what are you doing to stay in touch with your sphere? What are we doing to continually, you know, be in their lives, even in between transactions? Yeah. And um, as you know, the older you get with your sphere of influence that it's harder to stay in touch in person, right? So that's why social media is just so huge that, I uh, I listened to a podcast that was so true that if you're on social media all the time, they're going to recognize you. They're like going to remember you. And it's like going into a coffee shop where somebody's in the back corner of the coffee shop every day. And yeah. every day that you walk in there, you see that same person. All of a sudden, over time, it's almost like you know that person, right? Like you would almost go up and just talk to them. Um, so it's kind of the same deal with social media. Um, but to really kind of grow the brand uh, and to stay current, um, we like to uh, go to classes. Uh, we like to educate ourselves um, on what's going on in the current real estate market. So when I very first got the business, I would go to the uh, National uh, Association of uh, Realtors Conference every year with my dad, which was great. So I learned a ton there. 
And then I learned about a ton of these great speakers, which we have it so much better now that once you hear one of these great speakers, there's podcasts, there's, you know, websites that you can go uh, listen to these people. And the best part about getting out of town is that you can learn so much off of these other realtors, too, that the ones who are in town might be a little tight lipped about what they do. But when you go to these conferences, oh, they, they just tell you everything that they don't mm-hmm. care that you're not their competition. And I've always been one that, hey, this is what I do. You're more than welcome to learn off of me. I have no problem with that. If you want to copy off it, go ahead. Uh, and it's that you can tell people what to do all day long. But <laughs> but but it is. Are they actually going to do it? So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so that's what we do. Um, and we've learned a lot of things over the years. I mean, we started off with, I remember one of the, uh, deals that we did to stay in contact with clients was that we always had a client party every year. Um, and that was wonderful. What we do now, another example is we do twice a year, once in the spring, we drop off plants to our clients. And then in the fall, we drop off mums. And I can't tell you the return oh, on that. People love it. And I was laughing with, with Andrea. I said, you know, this is taking me so long that I'll ring the doorbell and they may or may not be home. But if they're home, almost every time they want to, they, they, they really want to chat with you. They also want you to come into their house to see all the improvements that, that you've made sure. as well, or that they have made as well. And, and it just, it's one of those things that when they go to sell their house again, guess who they're going to call? <laughs> right. Yeah. I love that. And, and yeah, uh, moms are a great one. Um, people in, if, if any listeners of ours that live in the Dallas area, uh, moms are a huge thing for high school kids for homecoming. It's a whole thing. But outside of that, I feel like moms aren't, aren't as popular. And that's a really unique way of of staying in touch. And everybody loves – well, I don't know. I would love getting a plant. Um, so I love that idea. I, I love the idea of getting uh, things like that. And and just um, you know going and visiting in person, I think. Absolutely. There just isn't, there aren't many professions where people get to do that, right? Your attorney's probably not going to show up on your doorstep. Your accountant probably isn't, dentist, all all these other professions, uh, service professions really just, they don't get to do that. And I think- I think you're so right. So that's wonderful. Well, and you- we're lucky that everybody loves to talk about the real estate market too, right? Yeah. Like people don't like to talk about, you know, uh, subjects that aren't current to them, right? But their home value is always current. Like uh, you want to become kind of like the market expert in your social circles, right? I mean, that's yeah. that's really the biggest thing. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just staying in contact with your sphere of influence is huge. It was funny when I was at this uh, this market outlook just just last week. Doctor Yoon said, "Now I, he said, now you know what? Everyone's having a hard time. Meaning agents. This is a tough time." He goes, "Here's the good news: your clients who you've serviced in the last three years love you because their homes have all gone up in value." <laughs> he's, and he's right. like, "And he's right." And and I I had even kind of forgotten that. And I I said, "Oh my gosh, he's so right." He said, "Yeah, we're all bummed out because of the rates and everything, but everyone who bought in the last three years is." 
probably pretty happy. So that's a great time, like you said, to maybe, you know, when you're dropping off a gift or just checking in with somebody say, hey, would you like an updated, um, you know, appraisal or or, not appraisal, an updated uh, CMA. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Updated comp. And, and, and again, uh, it's always fun to give, to give good news to people. And then also then to be able to have, hey, you know, your home is, has appreciated X uh, percentage or X amount, you know, might, would you ever consider selling? Because everyone's got a sale number, right? I was talking to uh, one of the top producers here in Chicago recently. She has a beautiful, beautiful home. Um, and she says, I'm never moving. And she goes, well, if they offered me X, I would move. And I just realized, oh, everybody's got that number. So it, it, it's it's kind of a fun thing to be able to talk about, even in more of a fun way with, with clients. Yeah. Like, I know this is your forever home, but if it ever gets to this level, would you actually want to move? Um, but those are the conversations you can have when yeah. you show up with, with a mom, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly right. So I had one that he literally told me that we're like getting to the point they live in a two-story house they're about 70 years old and they said we'll be calling you in the next year or two that we need to downsize so you always say or you not you necessarily but the general market says that hey nothing's happening and that's just not true you always have ones that want to downsize you always have ones that are running out of room in their house and they need to upsize uh you have ones that want to buy uh, rental property. Uh, you have ones that are getting married. There's a lot of examples. There's always activity going on in the market. So you just have to allow yourself to understand that. And those are, and those are the people that you're going to be getting the calls from. Uh, Agreed. Um, let's talk a little bit about branding because branding is, is so important. And, And the way that I think about branding is, you know, well, at least if I were to want to develop a brand, the way I would think about it personally is, okay, what kind of feelings do I want my clients to have when they work with me or what kind of experience would I like them to have? And then I would sort of work backwards from there. And you have this rich history of your father, you know, ran a huge brokerage, your grandmother, obviously a pioneer, you are running a very successful team. Um, you know, how do you think about branding and, and what are you doing to sort of maintain your brand? Yeah. So branding is all about awareness, right? You want people to know that you're in the real estate business. So when I first got in the business at 22, uh, how I branded myself was everybody that I knew, everybody that I ran into, I let them know that I was in the real estate business, right? So then I went to a training and they said, hey, you need to get a logo. And I mean, this is 24 years ago, 23 years ago. And I'm like, ooh, okay, that might be expensive. How do I do that? And they're and they said, you don't have to make it complicated. Uh, just get something that defines who you are. Um, so like you mentioned, uh, we've been in the real estate business since 1954. So we started off with a logo that kind of combined the past and the present. So we used... Uh, our old company logo, but modernized it. Um, and that was our first real good logo, I thought, uh, where it was almost like, okay, I recognize that name. Oh, he's a part of that family. And that was the very first step of kind of taking off. My uh, wife and I had a conversation one night and she's like, you should be doing, and this is when she first joined me in real estate. So we were just engaged, not quite married yet. And uh, 
she had said, you know, you do pretty well, but you should do a lot better. And I was like, okay. I mean, I was selling at the time. I was single in 2005. I was 27 years old. I was selling, oh, five to seven million a year. I, I thought that was pretty good. But she said that, which resonated with me is that now that you've been doing this for quite a few years, you have a name that can get you into doors that a lot of people don't have. And I always look at that as that was kind of the turning point where you don't necessarily have to have a name. You just have to have a brand. And you, you have to think about what D finds you as a person and run with it. Right. I mean, that's, that's really the biggest thing. So over the years, how we've grown our brand. I mean, that's, that's kind of a loaded question, DJ, but uh, I would say, you know, it really took off in about 2007 once uh, social media got really out there. But be, but before then, I got involved with the Quad City Chamber of Commerce and they had a YP group here. Uh, yeah. So you had to be under, I think, 35 or 40 years old. Great opportunity to meet younger people who were all looking for business, right? I mean, that's the reason why you were there. Uh, yep. We went on a Cubs uh, uh, rooftop trip uh, that the Quad City Chamber kind of did. And we were on a bus ride for three hours over there, three hours back at the Cubs game for, you know, over three hours and just had a great time. I met more people on that trip when I was 22, 23. And a lot of those people are still today are our repeat clients. So you never know where that's going to come from. But I would say get involved. Uh, yeah. Start to build your brand. Uh, I do uh, the uh, Rotary Club here in town. Um, and it's never about what you're going to get out of it. It's what you put into it. And you don't want to go there ex expecting business that that's not why you're doing it. But the end result is you get business. I mean, that's, okay. that's just the way that it is. And I've been in, involved with our, our local hospital too. I I'm on a committee there. So that's the face to face branding. And then also, and then also at our church, I'm very in, involved with that too. So you just want to give your time back to organizations that you're passionate about too. And then you do get a little business off that, but it's name recognition and just growing that logo, social media, I, I keep saying that, but it is humongously, it's it's huge. I mean, you have to be out there and you have to be visible to people. I mean, that's that's really the biggest thing I, to keep growing. I, I, it's funny, I, I did, I liked your social media. I wanna go back to volunteering in a second, but yeah. I, I liked your social media analogy earlier about going into a coffee shop every day and seeing the guy in the corner and just at some point, even though you've never spoken to him, maybe you're like, I know that guy, or at least exactly. I'm comfortable with that guy. and. Maybe one of these days I'll go over and shake his hand and be like, "Hey, I see you every day. Who are you?" And you know, in in a much more friendly way, of course. Yeah. But this idea of being like, "Hey, like we see each other every day. Like, what you yeah. know, what's your name?" Um, and that's what social. You're right. Social media does allow for that same exact kind of yeah. interaction. So I, I agree. And the volunteering thing, I was as you were mentioning, I was really uh, thinking about this. Is it's such a win no matter what happens because. Not only will you likely feel good about, of course, being of service and, and contributing to your community and, and, you know, this particular organization that, you know, whatever it is that, that you, that you're passionate about. So there's always just a lot of self-esteem and good feelings mm -hmm. there and you may get some business from it and it gets to be something that people associate with you 
uh, with your real estate business. It's like, yeah, he's a businessman. He's a real estate guy. And look at all the stuff he does for the community. He's involved with the hospital. He's involved with, you know, different organizations and he's, he's supportive of that. That is, those are very admirable qualities that we all aspire to. Not all of us have time to do as much of that as we would like, but boy, we admire it in others when we see it. So you know, and again, I know you're not doing it for that reason. You're not doing it to be admired, but it is admirable to do those things. So I think there's no, there's no real, uh, other than the amount of time and, and energy putting into it, that's the cost. But the, the, uh, the, the, the results are, I think a win all the way around. It is. I mean, you like get to be a part of something that's larger than yourself. Right. I mean, that's, that's really the big thing. And, you want to you want to just pick something that you're passionate about, and yeah. it's going to show. And you're like going to meet other people that are like minded like you. And guess what? They're probably going to do business with you. Once <laughs> they again, need to live reason, somewhere too. Exactly. Not the reason why you do it, but they know you. I mean, that's that's really the big thing. And uh, yeah, no, that you're exactly right about that, DJ. And you know, when it comes to you know this. This I want to learn. I want to talk a little bit about studying the market. We don't. I don't talk about that uh, much on the show because I'm a marketing guy. I think a lot of branding, marketing. I don't talk as much about staying on top of actually, you know, your market numbers and and your stats and really knowing what's out there and inventory and all of that. How important is it that you are completely up to date on? You know, are you looking at the MLS daily? regardless of whether you're slammed with clients or not, how are you keeping yourself abreast of what's happening in the quad cities? Yeah. I mean, I'm kind of old school um, that I literally every day, probably three to four times a day, log on to the MLS and I scour through homes just to see if any of them could be a potential fit uh, for any of our clients. And I know there's all of these, you know, drip campaigns. There's, there's all these great programs out there, which we do use those too. But there's something about when the agent calls the buyer and tells them that, hey, did you see this new house? They know that you're working for them. And uh, that's one of the big things is I'm always almost, (laughs) and I know it's impossible that you can't be perfect. But when I have a client call me and say, hey, I really want to look at this house. I'm almost mad at myself that that I didn't know that house was was on the market. So, yeah, I mean, you always want to educate yourself in the current market. And when you're looking every day at what's new on the market, you know what the market's doing, too because you're looking at active listings, you're then looking at pending listings, closed listings. So you know what's going on in the market. Uh, going back to being new and you know the uh, market too, when I got in the business, I went on realtor tour, uh, which I know is not real popular in a lot of areas, but they still do it here. I went yeah, every we here Tuesday, too. every Tuesday. Yeah. And the reason why was that was a great way to learn the market. You can look at houses online but when you're actually in them, you know you can learn what the values are a lot easier that way. So, um, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's one of those where I'm always trying to constantly edge, educate myself on the market and stay up with uh, w- with what's going on. That we're kind of lucky here in the Quad Cities too. That nationally, they have a lot more highs and lows. Uh, we typically don't have quite as highs, and we don't have quite as lows. So we kind of go in in this little deal like this. So I always say that when you're in the Quad Cities that it's a pretty good investment that, you know, we may not go up 
uh, 50% like some of the markets did in 2020, 2021. But uh, we're going to stay pretty steady over time, which yeah. is good long term. So, yeah. 100%. Um, I, I also think to, yeah. So going going to your broker opens, we call them broker opens here, but I don't know what, what they're called everywhere. But the idea of going on broker tours also gets to introduce you to other agents too, right? And you get, I, I, you've yep. been in this business 24 years. So we, we talked about, of course, relationships with your clients, how important it is to, to maintain that, but also maintaining relationships with other agents. And of course, lots of personalities uh, there play, but how important is it for you to have good relationships with other brokers so that when you are working on a you know a deal, you're trying to cooperate on the you know, I always say, remember it's cooperative comp, comp, commission, but but the idea is um yeah. knowing somebody's knowing somebody for a period of time, knowing sort of how they operate and having a good relationship, it I'm assuming it probably helps with some of your offers. If you come in with an offer that's exactly the same as Mr. Brand New Agent who just passed his exam, you know, maybe you're – oh, we know Brad. Brad's been doing this forever. Brad's yep. – you know, maybe Brad gets the gets the deal. Um, does the, You know, can you speak a little bit to the importance of that? Good relationships. It's yeah. huge. Uh, reputation's everything, right? Um, so it's – we just had one uh, last year where that's what we were told was that the, that we had almost identical offers, but we knew it was your offer and we knew that this was going to get to the closing table. And it's over time, you want to uh, build that rep reputation. I always say we got to take the people out of the problem, right? So you want to concentrate on the problem and you want to get a resolution in every real estate transaction somebody has their house in the market, somebody writes an offer on it, right? The goal here is we've got a, we've got a seller that wants to sell. We have a buyer that wants to buy. It's our jobs as the agent to get it to the closing table where we're representing our clients, however, not making it adversarial. And it's very important that you stay calm during the uh, real estate transaction and remember to take the people out of it. Let's resolve the problem and let's just get it to the finish line so everybody's happy. And I realize in every real estate transaction, not everybody's happy. However, most of them they are that they were able to obtain the house and then the seller was able to sell the house. So at the end of the day, they're generally happy that way. So it's relationships are everything though. And and it's how you treat other agents. I don't care if you just got in the business or if you've been in for 25 years, I'm always going to treat you the same. But I will say to your point, if I get an offer out of an agent that's very, very good, and I know they're very, very good and they're very organized, yeah, we're probably going to take that yeah. offer if they're identical offers. Sure. Yeah, because you know that agent can get it to close. You probably know the lender 100%. as well. You, there's just it, exactly it's, that's a big deal too. Yeah. It is, and yeah. and um, so you know it's it's funny. It, it is this idea of you kind of have to play nice in the sandbox with everybody. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, absolutely, and it only just really benefits uh, all, everyone involved. Um, so I I couldn't couldn't agree with you more. I um. I just wanted to, you know, you, you said something at the beginning. I just want to sort of touch back on for any of our agents, mm -hmm. sorry, any of our agents, well, any agents at ours that might be listening, but also just all of our listeners. Brad said something that, you know, when he was 22 and got in, he made a list of everybody he knew and he goes, I better tell everybody I know that this is what I'm doing. Um, now, you know, um, of course, you know, 
Brad's uh, this year is his really his family history is celebrating their 70th year in real estate. I just did the math. I was like, oh my God, it's been their 70th year this year. So that's obviously very cool. Not all of us are going to have that. In fact, very few of us will have that, but we all have the opportunity to reconnect with our sphere this year. And I think it's it's a great way where if you never did that, like, hey, by the way, guys, I'm a realtor, you know, let's think about our sphere this year and really you know, building deeper relationships with them. And that may, may mean reconnecting, uh, may mean re-reminding everybody you know that you're open for business. But it's not something I think that you you do, you just have to do once. But I think most people don't even do it once. I think most agents never really do that. Uh, you know, what Brian Buffini would say, you know, send handwritten notes to everybody you know, saying, hey guys, I'm open for business. Um, I think most agents never do that. And I think if even if you just send out 100 notes and you're newer, you're probably going to get a deal or two out of those 100 notes. I, I, I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, I, I would uh, agree with that 100%. Um, handwritten notes are always great. Uh, to, Or, you know, if uh, they've like uh, got a son or daughter that's into sports, let's say, or they're really good at, at academics and you like read that, you know, they had this huge accomplishment, write a handwritten note that, Hey, I saw so-and-so. Um, and I used to say in the paper, but you know, I don't really read the newspaper anymore, but online and you know, what a great accomplishment that is. And you do it, everything you do in this business, if you do it straight, really from the heart, that's yeah. huge. Um, so hand handwritten notes are great. Another thing I've done that that if I haven't seen a client f- for a really long time is I just ask them to go out to lunch. Yeah. Uh, you know, just yeah. for a quick lunch, kind of re- kind of really catch up. Or if you're into golf, you know, ask them to go out and play golf. I mean, there's so many opportunities that you can get that personal face to face because. I don't know what the stats are. You probably know better than me, but it's amazing how many people don't use the same agent as they did last time, but they were completely happy with that agent. And the reason is they're out of sight, out of mind. And you want to be front of mind awareness with your past. So it's funny you ask that. So at at the the conference I was just at last week, Dr. Yoon actually spoke to this and he said, here's the good news. The National Association of Realtors does this study every year to say, how'd you find your agent? You know, they survey a lot of, you know, homeowners and buyers and sellers. And anyway, uh, 85% of the people surveyed last year said, I would love to use my agent again. But we know that a lot of people don't end up using the agent again, because of course, you know, the agent loses touch with them and, and doesn't continue to do the people, the people stuff. And a hundred percent. And I mean, that kind of goes back to it too, is Social media, like at the minimum, I, I keep saying social media, but it's huge, right? I mean, just at the minimum, do do video. People love to watch video and it doesn't have to be perfect. Gosh only knows that I'm not perfect on these videos, but uh, just a quick little story there too, just about how to reconnect with your sphere. We went to a conference in 2019 or 20. No, it would have been 19. That 20, there weren't a whole lot of conferences. <laughs> um, but it, we went to a conference where they said, do video. Like, that's how you can get back to your sphere. And one of them was this uh, every Tuesday to do a what we call um, take a tour Tuesday. Yeah. So I would do a video tour of a brand new listing that I had. And we would do this every Tuesday. And when we 
almost every Tuesday. When we wouldn't do it on a Tuesday, I would have people out of our sphere email me or text me or or when they ran into me, where was Take a Tour Tuesday at? So I mean, just get on, just get on the video and just be your real. Love self. it. I mean, that's that's really. Well, I would also like to uh, encourage any of our audience who is a realtor in the Quad Cities area. If you feel that your current brokerage maybe isn't meeting your needs, maybe you're looking for more training, more support, more branding help, just help to grow your business and you want to explore other options, this is the year um, 2023 and 2024, I think, are going to be mass. Well, 2023, we know, was a big year for agents moving. So if you are feeling like, hmm, maybe I should see what else is out there, Brad uh, and his team would be honored to to learn about you to see if you might be a good fit. Um, so Brad, if there are any of our listeners who, and I also want to mention, we're going to talk about this and then one other quick thing, um, because Brad, a lot of his clients are probably, as they get older, they're going to possibly move from the Quad Cities, maybe go somewhere warmer. And so we want to also talk about maybe building referral relationships with Brad. But if you're an agent in the Quad Cities right now, um, and you want to explore Brad and his team, you probably already know Brad and his team. But if you don't, um, Brad, what's the best way where they could reach out and say, hey, I'd love to learn more about you guys? Yeah, you can go to our Facebook page anytime. Uh, So it's Bowie Realtor Group. Or you can go to Instagram at Bowie Realtor Group, or you can email me at bbuoy, like my name, at Brad Bowie. And Bowie is spelled B O. Yeah, B O E Y E. We will have links, guys. You don't have to remember yeah. any of this. We'll have links to it in the show notes. Brad is really easy to find. His website's bradbowie.com. You can find him there as well. He and his wife. Uh, and and I, his wife obviously wasn't on the show today, but I got a good sense of how accomplished uh, and, and how. Pers- Per, uh, just how amazing she is because she got us up and running today. And so cheers to your wife for helping yes. us. She, uh, she is, uh, 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 amazing as well. So guys, it, she's what makes this run. <laughs> and, and she took you from five. To, I did, I meant to mention this earlier and I sort of True. did, but didn't is, you know, she said, Hey, you were doing five to 7 million and now you're doing like 40 million. So it, in a relatively short period of time. So this is uh, this is a team that is on the move. They are they are working together. Um, your nephew's on the team. There, there's a it's a really neat. The, the family history is is so so nice and cool. And Brad and his team would be honored to talk to you again. You know, no promises. Of course, they're going to look for a certain type of agent. But if you think you could be a value to them, and maybe they would be able to be a value to you as well. And if you're an agent outside of the Quad Cities, which 99% of you listening probably are, well, maybe you're in an area where people from the Quad Cities retire to, or maybe you just move to, and Brad is going to have referrals, you know, to send out when his clients, you know, maybe make that shift or get a second place and do the whole snowbird thing. Um, so if, uh, if you can also reach Brad, if you think that you would be a good referral partner for him, uh, bradbuoy.com. Of course, you can find everything there and reach out. Brad, um, thank you so much for being on our show. Really appreciate all of our, uh, our, our, we actually had a lot of people watching this live, which was very exciting for me um, because normally we, we don't have a lot of live viewers, but I'm excited. So you must have a lot of fans out there. So thank you for everybody who uh, stay, stuck around this episode. Of course, thank you to Brad on behalf of our audience. Appreciate your time. You and your wife uh, really appreciate all your help there. You guys are amazing. And also on behalf of Brad and I, we want to say thank you to our audience. Thank you for watching to the end. Thank you for uh, 
supporting us. And please tell a friend. Think of one other realtor that could benefit from hearing this. There's well, you can't if you're listening, you can't see this. <laughs> that was that's Brad's lovely wife. She just No, he told me, but I but I didn't, you know, put it all together. But but you're watching. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, Brad's lovely wife. Thank you, DJ. Brad's, really appreciate yeah. it. And it was great to be oh, on here. And Brad and his lovely wife, uh, just wonderful people and really a, a great partner to have on a referral side. Or gosh, if I was looking to join a brokerage in the Quad Cities, I would be pounding down Brad's door. Um, so that would be my recommendation for everyone. Please tell a friend, stay listening to our show. Let us know if there's any people that we should be featuring in your local markets. Uh, we're always open to that. And uh, please support our sponsors as well. They help keep the bill paid and our staff paid. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Brad. Thank you to our audience. We will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate you having me on here and it's a great podcast and uh, I'm always listening. It's awesome.